0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Just Shiatsu podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Zelinski, and I want to continue on our journey through the five elemental movements of life and uh, how that might look from a constitutional aspect of of life as well. So, today we're going to talk about metal. Um, The direction of metal is the west. So, again, if you remember from our first podcast, when we're talking about the directions, we are always facing south towards the light, towards the sun, our sun is going to rise in the east and it is going to set in the west. So this movement of the sun is also describing the movement of chi inside of us. So as the movement from the zenith of the sun or the the highest point of the sun and it moves back down, so we're getting a contracting sort of pulling in movement associated with uh, the movement of metal as well it also associates with the season of autumn Uh, and autumn is when the leaves fall off the trees because the energy again is thought to be moving inward and away from the exterior to conserve energy for the cold time coming of the winter which then allows us to rebuild and renew and, and, and sprout forth again as we do in the springtime when it comes to the spiritual aspects of metal we're talking about the idea of the po to really get some greater understanding to what the po is we kind of have to look at the hoon, um, which we talked about in the wood aspect of the medicine. So the hoon and po are yin and yang aspects of each other. So by understanding the nature of the hoon, you can kind of understand the nature of the po because it's kind of the opposite idea of what the hoon does. So the po is more concerned with the bodily dynamics and your instinctual basic needs. Um, So it is more focused on this idea of the physical form and reassuring and making sure the body is functioning properly. Where if you remember, the hun is more about getting outside the body and interacting with the world around us. And because it has more of this physical nature, it's actually balanced by something that is a little more heavenly. It doesn't have much form or any form if you want to look at it that way. So you've noticed all the other spiritual aspects have this very heavenly movement embodied in what they are. So then they require a more yin sort of movement to balance their sort of perspective or their, their sense of movement in life. The Po is automatically already focused a little more on the physical aspect. So it requires the Chi to balance it. So as we know, the Chi is a little more of a subtle thing. It's more invisible in its nature and is more just a general idea of movement. And one way we often equate chi is the idea of breath and this is sometimes why the metal is referred to the sea of qi as well and it associates with the lung if you weren't, weren't familiar with uh, the yin organ that goes with that and because it is considered the sea of qi or it, it has that sense of movement with it it actually has a very strong connection with all of the yin organs or, or all the organs in general And sometimes it can be referred to as like the leader of the yin organs or the canopy of all the organs, meaning that it is what is distributing the greatest sense of movement to all of the body and all the organs need this sense of movement to provide their function properly to the body. And this is one of the reasons why when we're talking about the lung channel, it is often said that it always is in constant motion. And there are some descriptions of the movement of qi in the classics, and it says that The chi moves about three inches for every inhale and three inches for every exhale, or you could say six inches for every full cycle of breath. And this chi is what is important to provide motion inside the body. So again, there's another relation to the, the tissue of metal is skin. So it's the borders of our body. So it provides the motion inside the borders of ourselves. So, This idea of metal also is kind of an idea of our border of ourselves. And this is why it relates to the sense of smell and the nose. As we know, this is where the breath most easily moves in and out of. So that applies also to adding function to those areas. And it has strong links to all the organs. Actually, if if you go back to any of the yin organs, there's probably some relation there to lung in a very strong way. But when we look at it from aspect of metal or lung the one of the strongest um, attachments in the medicine is th- the lung and stomach are often usually very um, heavily combined in their function so stomach is about bringing in nutrition but as we recall from earth it is the movement that lung provides that allows the nutrition to move around the body so stomach and lung have a very profound sort of relationship in the motion in the body. You could also say lung and spleen, as we, as you remember, stomach and spleen can often be hard to separate definitively from function or from specific kind of definitive roles they have. Sometimes they're blended very much together. So again, issues of digestion or absorption of fluid can also sometimes be an issue related to lung or they can often affect each other. The two organs that correspond to metal are lung and large intestine. I think the lung kind of makes some normal sense, you know, it brings in the chi from the outside world, condenses it in our body, and then disperses that around the internal aspects of the body. Large intestine, though we think of the large intestine as being part of the digestive process, we have to remember that the movement of metal is more about this gathering inward and then dispersing within the form. And that lung or large intestine is more about supporting that function than it is about the digestive process. And again, if you're unclear on this, I did talk a little bit about this in Earth, the Earth podcast. And in that one, you know, I see spleen and stomach as really being the true definitive role of the digestive process. But the large intestine is connected into the channel system of metal. And it is this reflection of smooth movement through the large intestine that is also showing that we are getting the full dispersement of chi throughout the body. So, when movement isn't happening within the intestines like that, it could also be a sign that the chi isn't being properly dispersed around the body. And again, this is where those lines between digestion and lung kind of get a little fuzzy as to which is which, because both kind of interact in such a strong way that it's it hard to separate either one of them. And one thing I wanted to talk a little bit about specifically for metal, and partially because I mentioned it in the FIRE podcast, but is I have kind of stayed away from the emotional aspects of the elements because in translation, they get translated into like one word emotional statements. And it's really not meant to be that way in the medicine. There's a lot more dynamics in the meaning of the original language than there is in the English language. Um, associated with these movements so i have kind of stayed away they are hidden within my descriptions like if you're really paying attention to the movement the emotion makes sense there but i wanted to specifically point out this idea of sadness or grief because i think it adds a lot to um, understanding the constitutional aspect of metal as well so one of the ways it's described in the classics is sadness or grieving is the longing of the heart that pulls on the lung, which is affecting its function. So it's this longing, it's this desiring to hold on to something. And this is important in understanding some of the constitutional aspects of metal. And it's this contracting movement that is is actually stopping the full expression of the lung to disperse throughout the body. And I wanna return again to this idea of the Po right before we go in the constitutional aspects so that it can be fresh in the mind, but. Again, the Poe is very much concerned with the physical aspects of the body and that for it to balance itself, it needs a more heavenly aspect to add clarity. So this will be very important in understanding the metal constitution and how it can reach a sense of balance in life. And lastly, before we go into the constitutional aspect, is you'll notice that when we talked about wood and fire we're talking about the very young aspects of life so these are very sociable sort of um, ideas about how to move through life and then earth is somewhere in the middle um, it's fine being sociable but it's also fine being a little uh, more quiet in its presentation in the world well from for metal and water we're going to move more into a yin presentation so you're going to see aspects of the traits that are a little less sociable would be a way to say it. So that's another way to think about these constitutional aspects of life. So when we start to move into the constitutional aspects of metal, what that looks like is this is a person who is usually fascinated with the connection to something bigger or like a cosmic nature of something. They often want to be honored or respected, but not like in a way they like, I deserve this honor and respect, more like in a way that everything deserves to be honored and respected for what it is sports divine nature in in life in essence the metal wants to be free these confines these conf- confinements that re- we mostly elements don't have troubles with metal will struggle with some of these commitments and confinements in life because it stops their freedom of movement to connect with the Divine So the divine is often connected with in moments of stillness and quiet Um, and life to function with the world as a unit requires a lot of activity and interconnection between each other. It's not that metal doesn't want that, but for them to truly connect to the divine, they need that freedom from those commitments to really access that divine nature sometimes. So this means that a metal person tends towards being more quiet and reserved And if they do interact with people, they usually prefer a more one-on-one dynamic. As they're connected with this idea of chi, metal people do have a, a disposition to be more affected by the energetics of people than some of the other elements do because they're really looking for those sort of energetic movements in life, that divine aspect of life. So metal sometimes will have a little more difficulty around those life movements so when there's a lot of people around a lot of energetic dynamics going on it can be a lot more overwhelming for someone of the wood or sorry someone of the metal disposition Uh, metal tends to be more observant of the world they love experiencing all aspects of the world when we compare that to the movements of fire and wood fire and wood are really much more concerned with the positive aspects of life Metal doesn't mind the darker aspects of life. They love to experience it all. It doesn't mean they're darker in like their nature. It just means like they love the full range of experience, right? Life to them is about experiencing it, not so much about feeling good all the time. In social situations, metals would prefer to sit back in the background and observe. And as I was saying, it's their social obligations sometimes that don't allow them to do this. Because this again takes away their sense of freedom of movement to really observe and then be with the divine. And this this stifles the the imaginative creativity that they can have in that freedom of movement that they desire. Um in interaction, a bow or a head nod can have more meaning to someone of the metal type than just the exchanging of words. And I think I heard someone describe the image of how they want to move through life as it's this leaf that's being blown around in the wind, right? Just as in autumn, the trees drop the leaves and then the, the leaves kind of just take this random chaotic journey as they move towards the ground. This is kind of how metal wants to experience life. They want to be free to feel and experience all the movements of life as they happen. And again, it's these social commitments or these commitments they make that sometimes make them feel restricted in their ability to do that. And because they desire to do this, sometimes they can feel a little removed from like the normal social patterns we see in life. And I think to most people, this is kind of an alluring sort of observation that people notice. How can this person feel so at peace and so calm and just not be attached to much of anything? And this is sometimes why the metal element, sometimes they'll they'll be say they have like this coolness factor or they can appear regal, uh, living in that sense of respect for others, but also wanting to be respected or admired. So they sometimes will feel a little unapproachable in that way because they're a little more detached to some aspects of life when in relation to some of the other elemental ways they like to, or the other elements prefer to move through life. Metal people tend to be a little more private in nature. As I said, they are quiet and they often wait for people to come to them and since they like to sit on the outskirts and observe they tend to have clear definitions of things living less in the gray areas of thought you know and in this observation they learn to respect the proper aspect or the proper placement of things so metal people love these real definitive roles in life especially ones that require like that sort of respect to them so these would be uh, some examples of that would be like the teacher student relationship right it's very clear these roles and and the respect that should be given to each role or even like a father-son dynamic, right? There's that proper hierarchy that's in there. You know, metal kind of likes that definitive, like I can respect my place and I can respect your place. And it, that some of these even have like this sense of reverence to them, to those that came before. And when we get to some of the aspects of metal later, it's this nostalgic sort of like, holding on to these things that hold so much value in life that is kind of a metal quality. And even though I say that metal desires freedom from these like social obligations they have, it doesn't mean that they don't want to connect with people, but sometimes it may appear that way. And for this regard, metal doesn't very much offer help in the same way that earth does. But if you ask a metal person for help, They sometimes can be the most reliable of all the elements to follow through with that commitment. They're often the person who will do things for you when other people might not because they have that strong sense of respect and reverence in their movements through life. And since they love observing the nature of things, they can often see the truth easy and be impartial. They can be great reflections of careful weighed opinions into the nature of things. In conversation, they also may be more blunt due to the nature of this observation of and liking these clear defined rules of of things. So they often will see things a lot more in black and white than some of the other aspects of the elements might. And since metal does have this great reverence for the divine, you may find that they have more of a focus on the idea of death. And it's not that they want to die. It's just like through this Understanding of death. They can re- get a deeper understanding of life and that can only be understood or respected with understanding the bigger picture that life isn't forever. There's an impermanence to that and that impermanence actually adds a lot of definitive value to the life that they're living. For this reason, they will often see the oneness of everything, but even though they know the oneness of everything, they also know the separateness So they're often drawn to the bigger sense of self and spirituality in life. And because they can observe and see all these deeper sort of hidden values and things, maybe is the way to say it. This lends itself to them seeing beauty where others can't. It's like they can see the diamond in the rough. Someone of the metal quality, you know, tying it back into that idea of Poe. They can be very instinctual in the way they move through life. And because of that physical nature of po they love sensations so metal people will love feeling the textures of things love the flavors of everything love taking the time to really embellish the smells of things so they love these textile sort of sensations or they love these sensory sensations a lot so because of this the physical nature of the po they need to be balanced with the divine so if they're not in balance The metal tends to hold on to things, being drawn to the physical aspects of life. So they can develop too strong of an attachment to something and not be able to let go of it in the proper sense of that. When they're properly in balance, they'll see the value of the essential nature of something and be able to let go of the rest of, of that sort of aspect of it. But in an unhealthy nature, they really get drawn to like longing for those things and holding on to them. And this can sometimes be detrimental to the metal moving through life in, a, in a, a better sense of themselves. And it's the strength of metal is actually in the recognition of the loss of something is really what helps divine define its value, helps you grasp its essential nature. And this is why they tend to be a lot more nostalgic compared to the other elements. And when we're talking about this nostalgic sort of value, it's awareness to a connection of something lost. And it's this connection to this essential nature that is pleasurable that is a pleasurable feeling for them. But this doesn't always mean that the nostalgic thing they're holding on to is of a pleasurable nature. And this just means that they cherish all the experience of their life and see the value in some of all of the experiences. They don't just hold on to the ones that feel good. That, you would say, might be a little bit more of a fiery nature to want to just hold on to what feels good and not really try to experience any other aspects of life. Because of this ability to reflect and see things in this way, they often have a good sense of self-worth. But when they're out of balance themselves this is also one of the aspects that suffers the most so someone out of balance in the metal type often having trouble letting go of things properly also has trouble seeing the value in themselves and when i was thinking about this i was like wood kind of struggles from the same thing but what the difference between the two is wood is a lot about its self-confidence in the world around it and for wood that is more of a social sort of structure or a social connection, right? The self-worth is determined by how much everyone else can appreciate you doing your best through this sort of idea of reward or where the idea of self-worth with metal, I think is more about seeing yourself and the value you hold with the connection to everything. So it doesn't necessarily need to be validated through the social context It's validated through seeing the connection that everything has to everything else. And then that sort of observant dynamic of the world, like we can really get a sense of how we're holding value in the moment, right? It has more of a a divine sense to it than it does uh, a social context as it would with wood. And since metal does love being still and quiet to help connect to the divine aspects of life, it can sometimes struggle with connection with others at times and as they do like connecting with others that's the definitive nature of being human As we are a very social sort of animal in the world i guess is the way to say it so it's not that they desire to be alone but they desire smaller connections and you know almost more more a sense of a cosmic connection might be a way to say it you know, when we start talking about these heavenly spiritual connections, it gets a little harder to give definitive values, but that's the idea of metal. And it is the connections with social obligations that sometimes metals have the most trouble with. Um, this takes away from their freedom to connect with self and divine. And this is what we mean by this aspect of freedom. It's not that they just want to be free of everything. They want to be free to experience the quiet moments in life and the divine. So they can often struggle in roles in life that have a lot of obligations with them. So when you're looking at this idea of metal and trying to define for yourself, you know, do I seem to be moving in this way in life? One of the things that I, I was trying to come up with a question or, or simple expression that might help clarify this for somebody and what kind of came to mind is, do you desire for things to be seen and respected for what they are? And this might be a good question to help determine how much of that metal quality is, is in your personal movements in life. So hopefully this helps clarify a little bit more of this metal sort of aspect to the medicine or especially to how people would move through life. So the last episode will be water. Obviously, that's the last element we have left in the cycle. And until we meet again, I hope everyone has a great life. Thank you.